How's it going, everybody? And welcome to This Week in Points in Travel. I am your host, J.P. Buffett. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing how Greece is trying to curb tourism, how Visa is in a battle against surge charges, why Americans will need to have a visa to enter the EU, and why it isn't a good idea to make jokes with pilots. Those stories coming up on this week in points and travel. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's in points and travel. Happy Sunday to all you out there. It is Sunday, August 6th. It's actually today's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I am a very happy camper. But yeah, let's uh, get into some stories today. We have some very interesting stories going on. We have people who shouldn't be saying things they're saying. We have visas needed to go to the EU. Nothing major. We'll get into it. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be an interesting week. Um, I'm going to be starting it off. Uh, turn 33. I turned 33. That is a, a milestone. It's crazy, actually, to me. Um, you, know, you don't really realize the age after a while. I didn't even know it was my birthday until my fiance told me it was my birthday. She said, oh, your birthday's coming up. I'm like, oh, word? Wow. Again? <laughs> it's interesting. But yeah, we get older, you know, we got to start to reevaluate things, start to wonder about life. Uh, at least I do. Yeah. I don't know about you. If, you. if you wonder about life, you know, please let me know. <laughs> because uh, I, I do wonder about this thing of life. That's why, that's, why, that's why I enjoy traveling and things like that. I think uh, it allows me to get the full experience of life. And it's a very modern thing, traveling. It's interesting that we can do these things, hop on a plane and go to a different place. But I don't take it for granted at all. I do not take any of this for granted. I'm very appreciative of the things I'm able to do and the life I'm able to live. Um, so 33 years on this earth, it's great. It is definitely a true blessing. But yeah, with that, with uh, being sappy and whatnot, I will now get into our first story. So this story is coming out of Greece. So they're trying to protect their monuments against excessive tourism in Athens. So the monument I am talking about would be the Acropolis. Now, the Acropolis is about, what, 2,500 years old. It was built in the 5th century BC in Greece, obviously, Athens. Um, But yeah, in today's world, it is being overrun. There are about 23,000 daily visitors going to the Acropolis. That is a number of people. And the cultural minister in Greece wants to get a control of this of this bottlenecking and overcrowding that they're having at the Acropolis. Lena Mendoni is the cultural minister and she's basically saying that they need to get this under control. So they're actually going to have limited people going up to the Acropolis. Uh, this is starting on September 4th, 2023. It'll be on a trial basis and then they'll have a permanent effect actually happening on April 1st of 2024, which is a terrible date to choose. Why would you choose April 1st? Everybody knows it's April Fool's Day. Who are you fooling? Come on, man. I'm out there on April 1st, but hey, you playing, right? I can I can go up there. I, I, I can't. It's a joke, for real. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's serious. 
Um, so they say that the rules are that there will be a different number of visitors. Uh, sorry, let me go back to the actual article. So the article reads, different number of visitors will be allowed in hourly during uh, the site hours between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Okay, and there's no actual limit to the amount of time people can visit. So that, that's kind of weird. But they do say that the tours uh, usually, people usually come in tours and tours about 45 minutes. So I guess that is how they're going to get around it. But yeah, let me let me um, get back to what they say. But they say uh, half of the Acropolis foot traffic currently arrives between 8 a.m. and noon. Under the new system, 3,000 people will be granted access between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. and 2,000 during the next hour, and the numbers will vary for the rest of the day. So basically, between the hours of 8 and 10 a.m., you'll have about 5,000 people visiting the Acropolis, and after that, it will vary. Going from 23,000 a day to, I mean, I don't know how you get these numbers to, to match up. I guess they want to reduce the numbers. So I guess that would make sense. But yeah, this is this is crazy. Apparently, 3 million people visited the Acropolis or visited this site back in 2022. So there's a lot of people who really like, I want to go there. You know, I, I it's, it's one of the places I want to go in Greece. I mean, besides Santorini, but I, I just want to you know, chill in Santorini. I'm not really trying to do anything else. Or, you know, the Greek archipelago, it's nice. But I'm mainly going there for Athens, honestly. Uh, I guess I'm a non-culture swine or something like that. But yeah, it's a it's a big tourist attraction. Obviously, ancient Greece is a big tourist attraction, so these things are going to try to preserve them. I, I I get that. I get they're trying to preserve these things. But man, I do not want to wait in long lines just to get to the top of the Acropolis. I might have to figure something else out. I mean, some some good lamb and uh, lamb lamb Greek uh, Greek lamb is great. I, I love me some lamb. But yeah, that, that, that's the story coming out of there. So if you are going to the Acropolis in next year, anytime, or going to Greece next year, anytime, please be on the lookout that you might have to set up your tour or your timing to be accommodated by the uh, changes happening with the Acropolis. But yeah, we have some more stories coming up. We have stories coming up about visa. We have stories coming up about needing a visa. And we also have another story coming up about how a, a joke to an airline pilot went wrong. Those stories are coming up next. Okay, so our next story is from a good friend, Visa. Yes, Visa from Visa MasterCard, American Express Discover, you know, one of the payment networks. Yeah, they're cracking down. They're cracking down on hitting, hidden surcharges on everyday purchases that many people don't know of when that they're you know you get these surcharges on your bill like, what the hell is this but visa's cracking down on these and this is mainly coming from small businesses like bodegas and other uh, small businesses and this is because increasing number of bodegas and restaurants in new york city have been using surcharges to cover banking fees now i actually have a personal story myself about this is actually pretty funny this came up I would remember I went actually went to a I don't know if it was a bodega or a restaurant. But anyways, I went to this place, and I was getting myself a sausage and cheese uh, croissant. You know, no, normal stuff, but the sausage and cheese croissant was four dollars and fifty cents, which is not bad for a sausage and cheese croissant, especially in New York City. But I looked, and the bill was actually five dollars, and I'm like, wait, how is it five dollars? I didn't realize that she charged me fifty cents extra for using my American Express green card did you my green card i'm not sure it was a, i don't think it was a green card i think i used my everyday card it wouldn't make sense to use a green card because you get less points that way i probably use the everyday card 
because, or maybe it was a Blue Business Plus. I don't think I had a Blue Business Plus back then. Anyways, she charged me extra 50 cents. And it was I was annoyed because I actually, I've I not been back to that bodega since that point. If you're going to charge me 450, charge me 450. You know, this is this kind of goes on the story we had a couple weeks ago about the, you know, the, uh, the Fair Credit Act where they're trying to get people to, or trying to get uh, the companies to use more than just Visa or MasterCard because it's going to hurt the businesses. Dude, just charge me what the charge is, you know? And I get it, you know? It, I guess people give a discount for people who are using cash if you really want to do that. But if the, if the price is the price, I want to see that price. If I can get a discount for using cash, I'll get a discount for using cash. But do not get, don't charge me more without me seeing. That's my whole thing. But anyways, back to the story. Um, Visa is basically trying to crack down on these fees. And, and they're basically saying that uh, since the beginning of this year, the, not, the New York State uh, Division of Consumer Protection has dealt with 172 complaints related to credit card charges. As a way to combat this, Visa is trying to take aim at realtors, uh, decreasing the amount that they can charge to customers in terms of surcharges from 4% down to 3%, which isn't a lot. But I'll, I'll give you an example. When you're playing the points and miles game, when you're playing the points game or the credit card game in general, Going down from, from 4 to 3%, that can be an arbitrage there. Let's say your car gets you, you know, 4% uh, American Express uh, gold, uh, gold car, for example, gets you uh, 4x back on restaurants. Well, we take it down from 4% 3%, you're still getting that 1% arbitrage. So it still makes sense for customers. Obviously, it's a Visa, not, Ma- uh, not American Express card, but you get the point of what I'm trying to make. These, these percentages can definitely be an arbitrage uh, when you're looking at it. And on, on, on top of that, they are not allowed, vendors or restaurants or um, small business are not allowed to uh, charge fees higher than the cost of accepting the card. And I assume they didn't really go into detail about what this was, but I assume this is basically the swipe fees. So I'm assuming you can't charge more than what the swipe fee is. In a conference call, the Visa CEO, Ryan McMurney, said that we just we just want to make sure that consumers are not charged a surcharge. And, and if they are charged a surcharge, it is uh, something that is fair and equitable. We don't feel great about consumers getting surcharges, but of course, in certain jurisdictions in the United States and around the world, merchants have the ability to do that. It is also going on report by a straw baker by a straw baker group says that 23% of small businesses charge extra for credit card payments. Now, again, this is going back to what I was saying earlier about the small business, the bodega I was talking about. Just charge me more on the price and don't, what's it called? Give a, give a discount to the to cash. Just give a discount to cash. You know, I want to know what the price is, bro. But anyways, Visa is trying to get back at businesses that are using these, these predatory surcharge practices. And they're, um, they actually might be putting in fines. Um, they might be starting to fine businesses. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to send a, a, a warning. The second thing is a 5K or $5,000 uh, fine. And the third complaint will be a $25,000 fine on the business uh, for these practices. Um, it made me think of a, of a George Bush quote, fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me can't get fooled again. So Visa is not trying to get fooled multiple times. But yeah, that's what's happening here. Visa is trying to crack down on these surcharges. And, and by God bless them. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I hate surcharges. But more stories coming up. We have visas, actual visas to enter the EU. And we have the story about the TikToker and the airline pilot. Those stories coming up next. (laughs) 
Before we get to that, I'm going to bring back a segment I call Rapid Fire. In this segment, we talk about stories I don't really have time to get into, but I found to be pretty interesting. The first story is credit card issuers sue American Express and Bank of America for jumping the gun on interest rates hikes. So this story is basically saying that American Express and Bank of America, are uh, they were increasing their interest rates faster than the Federal Reserve was raising their benchmark. So, and they're basically suing American Express and Bank of America for prematurely doing this, which again, I didn't even know the thing. But let's move on. It's rapid fire. Next story up British Airways will stop loading flights with enough food to cater all passengers. Basically, the airline says that it is investing in, in, the, in its catering experience on an ongoing basis and is working hard to reduce food waste. That's fair. I get it. You know, at the end of the day, uh, not all the food might be used. So to reduce food waste, it makes sense. But what if you're on that one flight where every passenger wants those crackers? I'm just saying. In our last story in the rapid fire segment in, is there is a new rule on accessibility in flight laboratories, basically bathrooms. They edge closer uh, to airline travel equality. So basically, this is a ruling that uh, says the final ruling announced earlier this week by the United States Department of Transportation has aimed to amend the Air Carrier Access uh, Act to provide accessibility, accessible laboratories, restrooms on board single aisle aircrafts, basically for disabled communities. So basically what they're trying to do is allow for a person who is disabled to have a little bit more space to go about the single aisle so they can get to the restroom, which is, you know, is what it is. But yeah, if you want to read those stories, I will leave um, obviously links to all of those. But yeah, that is the end of our rapid fire segment. Okay, the next story up is Americans will need visas to enter Europe in 2024. Well, kind of. They don't really need visas. But let's, let's get into the story. So the American passport is a great passport. It gets you access to about 184 countries visa-free, but the EU is, is trying to change that. And they're trying to change that with the European Travel Information and Authorization System, which is basically Europe's way or the EU's way of, of tracking who is entering and exiting the EU. They plan on launching this system in early 2024, and it will require all visitors who are currently traveling to Europe visa-free, this includes users from the United States and Canada, to apply for travel authorization and receive approval prior to departing for their trip. So to give you exactly what's happening here, the European Travel Information and Authorization System, or ETAS, is not a visa in the traditional sense. It only requires a quick online application with approval delivered via email. In order to receive authorization, Visitors must fill out an online form providing details about their basic biological information, travel plans, and travel history, as well as other security questions. The process will take about 96 hours, and it costs about $8 per person, I do believe, and is required for all ages. It is valid for entry up to three years or until the passport expires, whichever is sooner. And the goal basically is to tighten border security. And also to track travelers, which, you know, I thought was a little frustrating, but given how it's not really that big of a deal, it's an online application, I'm not really that worried about it. And on top of that, the United States has something similar in terms of uh, tracking visitors entering the United States called the Electronic Systems for Travel Authorization. So it's nothing new. It's basically Europe or the EU doing something similar to the United States. 
So I'm not really, you know, against that. They make it really simple and it lasts for a while. And yeah, so I'm definitely down for having something like this. And I actually plan on going to Europe next year. So this is actually good information for me to have. But yeah, if you if you are traveling to Europe in 2024, be on the lookout for this. It is going to be happening throughout the entire EU. So our, our EU partners, I should say. So uh, be on the lookout for filling out this application because it can definitely save you from a headache. With that, we're going to move on to our final story. Our final story about a joke gone wrong. That story coming up next. Okay, in our final story, a TikToker posted a video where he appears to ask a Southwest pilot uh, whether they have been drinking as they pass each other. And the pilot was upset. And rightfully so. You don't ask a pilot who's getting ready to take off if they've been drinking. It's not something you ask. And the, the person would say, you know, oh my God, have you ever heard of a joke? I'm a comedian. You don't make comedian things like that when people are on a flight. Lives are at stake. People can misinterpret this the wrong way. I actually have a video coming out on my YouTube channel talking about um, how passengers are unruly. You have a lot of different passengers that are, you know, making a lot of issues for flight attendants and for pilots. So, you know, you don't want to rile them up in any way. You don't want to rile up passengers up in any way. And I think this is pretty stupid. And honestly, if you ask me, and the pilots you know, said something similar. He says, you do not, you don't, you don't do that, okay? I'm sorry, this is the pilot saying, you don't do that, okay? And the reason being is that you don't do this is because the gentleman right here, everybody else around now doubts what I do for a living. And the pilot was playing somebody off screen. And it reminds me actually of that um, movie Airplane with Denzel Washington where the pilot was an alcoholic and they, they, you know, they crashed the plane and a few people died. But at the end of the day, I don't want to get on a plane and think that my pilot might be drunk. It's not something, I'll, it's not even a thought I'm going to go, go, has to go through my head. But, you know, uh, the, the, the person apologized uh, to, the, to the pilot afterwards. And I think that's pretty much the end of it. But I thought that was a pretty interesting little story. Don't. Don't do it to your pilots. Don't ask them if they're drunk. Don't do these other things. Also, be nice to your flight attendants. They have very tough jobs dealing with crazy type of people. But I have more on that coming out in a future YouTube video, uh, JP Buffett, if you uh, find me there. And yes, guys, that will be it for this week in Points in Travel. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review. It will greatly help me improve the show for future episodes. If you're listening to this on YouTube, Show the like button some love. Don't hit it. Just click it. I will be back here next week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find me on YouTube at JP Buffett. And of course, guys, until next time, peace. <laughs>